Joseph, Gordon, Levitt, hit record. It's a pun. He had a show for about two weeks. Anyway, punch in, boys. We got two hours on the clock. Ish. My contract says two. diet coke oh it just keeps going huh yep it does boys, boys i'm at the controls captain's at the comm here i'm getting radar i'm getting sonar from the xo i'm on, I'm on the, the 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 tube with the torpedo room right now mm-hmm. i got all the drops here real I, real quick uh because i was thinking about this for last week for the yeah. people who just listen on the audio side what's happening now is rob and i are recording audio and video at the same time and the patrons the patrons on patreon Get the video That's basically as soon as we're done. Fucked yep. up if they're not there. I don't so, know what yeah, they're right. doing. So if you are just listening through the normal podcasting app, you're hearing the audio from that. So if we're referencing motion or anything, that's what's occurring. I, I realized last week I was like, oh, I automatically defaulted to thinking everybody else could see the camera too. So if you can't uh, see, I mean, I think people understand theater of the mind. I'm seven foot tall, uh, alabaster skin. I'm clothed in resplendent robes uh mm-hmm. i i have uh bright golden celestial locks and azure eyes that carefully scan the length of the tavern before ordering an ale from the barkeep everyone has to roll for initiative or get really horny <laughs> or get really horny no that, that's i feel like that's the default setting yeah uh, I, I played dungeons and dragons with mark's madness uh the mark's madness pod I played D and D last night. They've been doing a campaign for a year uh, with with listeners of that show, and I was there early on uh, as Virtuo Virtuo Songfisher, uh, the most <laughs> annoying lib in the world, who just just thinks he, it's the curse of Strahd. I don't know if anybody knows what that is, uh, but long story short, uh, I, I I found all the murders my D and D party was doing objectionable, and, and so I recused myself from taking part. And then so you know I stepped out of the campaign, and then I guess they got to Strahd's castle last night, and my character made a reappearance as a, a middle manager in the Strahd organization. <laughs> where in the in the time since he has just been. Uh, you know, f- he found a good employer. He's got a good apartment in Strahd Castle. Uh, he's he's dating his planar summon, which that's that's it's okay in the Forgotten Realms. They're not real people. They're just <laughs> it's so if you summon them, you can do whatever you want to them. Mm. So he's got his questionably uh, consenting planar summon girlfriend. He's making good money. He's got the best armors, and so there's a big climactic fight that. Uh, ended in him being banished to the nether realms so you know (laughs) i I did my part i played my role in uh, a slightly ideologically tinted DD campaign but that that's my fucking weekend what about you (laughs) uh i helped i mean mostly i i just try to recover from the week at this point um so a lot of genshin lately because it's free uh 
Chinese Breath of the Wild MMO-ish thing. It's I don't know how to describe it. It's fucking incredible though. Um for what it is too, you know, being free and everything. And I just like the Breath of the Wild being able to explore similar graphical assets kind of thing, except actually built up into massive cities and stuff and it's just I don't know, it's it's scratching the itch right now. But outside of that, I was helping a uh coworker who's looking for cars. Um so we went to a uh Subaru dealership and did that for a little bit, which was Were there still Subarus around? I mean, that's all the Northeast runs on, as far as I can tell. I thought Subaru was like a Northwest thing. And a and a Northeast thing. Cause it's that that whole like the default all wheel drive is what solidified them in both of those regions, right? People who didn't want trucks, but they're like, you do need all wheel drive in Massachusetts. It just snows so fucking much. It's like a huge issue. Um it's like, yeah, so that made them super popular here and in the Pacific Northwest. And now they've just sort of like built into that niche. But it's every third car on the road is a fucking Subaru. Trucks that, was really, that was really cool when we were in Staten Island during that blizzard. And we're in that car. And in order to get to the place we were staying, which it's filled with hills, you just couldn't. Yep. You, just, you just. And I have all wheel drive. And it still just was looking. just like, Hoo-hoo. that was dope. Yeah. The only reason we made it at all is because of the all-wheel drive. And that was after searching for every single... We circled the giant hill to find the least steep grade to go up before barely making it. I felt like a real fucking explorer. That's a highlight for me. <laughs> I fucking hate driving in snow. It's such a shit show. But yeah, I took him to uh, look at cars, which was its own hell. I thought we were just doing a test drive real fast. And then he got into a hole back and forth with the dude. And I was like, this is... Every aspect. Why of is that sucks. bad? I don't. I don't drive. My license is expired, and that's a Florida license, which canonically, um, because it's all just retirement people that have no concern for the safety of others. The the Florida license lasts longer than anywhere except maybe Arizona. Arizona, yeah, yeah. Arizona's so, lasts until you get to fifty two or fifty three, however yeah, long for, that is. So my current Florida, you license get like a lasts, decade or something, right? Yeah, my current one lasts until twenty fifty ish. With the one from Arizona, which I'm going to have to switch because I'm trying to get my car figured out here in the state. Having a um, car seems like a real pain in the ass. I don't know why people would buy one or want one. Uh, because everywhere outside of like three cities forces you to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, move, move to our perfect Sterling cities. It's great. Oh, no, they're all, all of those cities fucking suck. And it's not like the public infrastructure is being taken care of. It's not like you can be like, you know what? Move here. The subway is definitely going to be running smoothly as if it was now. For the foreseeable future. He'll be good. But I, I am discovering. Uh, I shouldn't say discovering. But Massachusetts has more aggressive. Like nitpicky regulations. On everything. Than any place I've lived so far. Um, except yeah, well, that's your favorite. That's your, your gal. Except of the maybe week, Germany. Warren, your yeah, number right. one fangirl crush. Liz it's just, Warren. It's one of those things that like. Every Liz, time I interact with I don't them, think she's that bad Warren. <laughs> Every time I interact, I think like this is why people bitch about regs. It's it's stuff like this regulations. It's like it's these small. It's like the uh, thank you for uh, specifying for all the people that are were just like I know why people bitch about regs in the weed sense. Oh no, I was also just saying military regs are totally different. That right. was your that was your clarifying point. Is that too many people are going to think that you're referring to the the USMJ or whatever? That was USMC. that was more for for my brain, not the listener. Yes. I I, I have yeah. I have stopped even realizing they're there anymore. So this is just for my own fucking. That's sake. a good move. That's a good move. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. 
No, so it's sorry. Continue. I, I get why people bitch about it so much because, it, like, it's a really clever uh, sleight of hand that happens where the conservatives have realized the like day to day local government bullshit that you deal with is irritating, and most of it doesn't fucking make sense. Like, why are car inspections in this state so much worse than they are in other states? Because that only fucks over the poor. Because guess whose cars always pass? Rich people because they have new cars, right? So like the more stringent an inspection is, so long as it's not literally like don't spew fucking death smoke and don't have a car that's actively collapsing. Anything above that is you're just fucking over poor people, right? Saying like, yeah, your car runs and it's not doing too bad on the emissions side, but we have these other little nitpicky things that are going to require three grand for your car fixes uh, and you just can't drive it otherwise. And it's like you're just fucking people over at that point. And it's again... Uh, it, it, it just ends up becoming a regressive tax because it only fucks over poor people. Those are the only people driving cars that is, are on is, the edge. Is your problem with it just that it's the uh, the billionaire like, ah, sorry, I was an asshole. I'll plant a tree sort of thing where like everyone has to... I mean, doesn't it seem good at having tight emissions controls or is it just... Is this like plastic straws to you where you could just focus on companies and not finicking over my engine and probably one would be way more useful than the other because it sort of seems like you're uh, uh top gearing a little bit where you're like i'm jeremy clarkson and i'm gonna puff a giant cloud of black smoke over a vietnamese child right now because it's funny if that's what the standard was i wouldn't mind but it's stuff where like you'll go Any like any Honda built in the last twenty years is fine on the emissions side, right? As long as you don't fucking rip out like the catalytic converter, which yes, you should fail if you do that. I agree, but it, it'll be beyond that. They'll they'll say like, oh, you need this sort of repair. Does the repair relate to the emissions or the safety of your vehicle? No, it just means your car is falling apart. Why am I forced to pay for that just to be able to fucking have a thing on the road if I'm broke? You know what I mean? And so I've lived in enough states where some states do no no testing at all. There's no inspection required to get your car registered. I honestly love that. That's nice. But I get the baseline testing, which is what most states do now. It's just to like, is it falling apart? Or like actively, like, is this a death trap and mm-hmm. or spewing black clouds of smoke? No? Okay, you're good. Mass is a few steps up to the point where something that passes in all the states around here will not pass in Massachusetts, Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's the additional level where now you have to go like, okay, so now I have to jump through all these additional hoops. And as I'm explaining this, you're probably thinking, this sounds fucking stupid. No one cares. That's sort of the point. That's why people bitch about regulations. It's these stupid nitpicky things that cause problems in your life. And then you go like, oh, that's why I hate the big government. Federal government regulations are bullshit, even though those don't, you don't interact with them day to day. Those aren't for you. You know what I mean? Like, you basically can't complain about regs without sounding like uh, uh, a far-right small business tyrant or Lenny Bruce. Right. You really can't. You, Even though they're right about half the time, try. a lot of them are fucking try. stupid. I'm, I'm, I'm with them. Half of the fucking like, daily local regulations are so fucking stupid. And most of them are built as a NIMBY thing, too. A huge portion of What's the local bullshit. Uh, not in my backyard thing. Like they're built to protect the the local wealthy people who don't want anyone to like build or move there or anything too different to be around. It's like, yeah, that's all horseshit. It's like HOA stuff. Like that's all bullshit too. I agree. That's what's HOA? A homeowners association. All right. You buy a house and they tell you what to do with it. Which, like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, it's not that they're telling you what to do with it. It's that they're telling black people what to do with it. Is really what you're paying for. 
Well, I mean, they do both now. They also do really dumb things like in in some states in the Southwest, they've told people they have to have grass lawns and they what start is the finding actual, it. What is the actual point of a homeowner's? That, that's like a, a tier of whiteness that is someone who grew up uh, both without a lot of money and also in cities that are a good mix like New Florida, Orleans. Florida doesn't have a ton of HOAs unless you're in expensive places. Miami, New Orleans, Atlanta, New York are not like... New Orleans is not an HOA city. <laughs> these are not really like aggressively uh, white HOA vibes. No, I mean, I Atlanta outside in like the Johns Creek area, but I don't even know what they do. The point is to keep the property value high. Okay. Right? And and they, it, the idea being, it's a like weird perversion of like a 50s thing of, uh, to keep the property value high, we're going to make them seem semi-homogenous. Everybody's going to hit these standards, right? And some things are like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't leave five cars resting out on your on your lawn. Yeah. Well, how uh, are you supposed to deal drugs then? Where yeah, are they I agree. Park? I agree. That's bullshit. Where are they going to park? How do you think we pay for the house? But then they'll do stuff where like they'll harass you if you don't mow your lawn frequently enough. Even if you're out of town for a month or traveling or whatever or you got sick or injured what, or something what are the dues for then isn't it just for for them to manage all that be, shouldn't they be mowing my lawn if i'm paying I don't that know, would be nice whatever. right they take care of the public areas uh the community areas excuse me hoas are bullshit like I, I, get, I get the concept they're fucking dumb though they don't work it's just weaponizing nimbyism essentially and it's like yeah that that's not good it doesn't work out well I'm very, I'm very happy for everyone in their homeowning association. I'm very sad that your your car has to uh, make the the lofty standards of Massachusetts. <laughs> I am too. I like buying beaters. I like having, uh, you know, a car that barely runs on the road. Fuck the state. Car Fuck the state for for fucking uh, telling me I can't do part? that. Why don't you do your part to save the environment? I'm Why just saying. Any any additional requirement on the low end inherently hurts people with the least amount of money that's just how that goes it's like the cash for clunkers thing when they when they did cash for clunkers and they took all these low value cars off the road all it did was skyrocket the price of used cars which fucked over people without money like every every lib adjustment to how to deal with uh uh cars putting out too much pollution is is to just abuse the people at the bottom end of the market when the easier solution is to just require auto manufacturers to up emission standards or at this point just say no more uh emission cars are allowed to be sold past 2024 or whatever it is as a few states are trying to do now it's 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 the it's the usual approach to climate change of like blaming the individual instead of the the fucking massive company pumping all these things out in the first place yeah, that seems like pretty straightforward and obvious. It's like, good, got it. What do we do now? Anything? No. You know what we could do? We could, har- we could harass an individual consumer some more. That's the person with all the power in this situation. All right. Or just do like Volkswagen and just cheat so that the shit gets through. <laughs> and then all, all of your users never even have to deal with that. Volkswagen is an amazing example of why strict regulation and aggressive enforcement is good. They cheated, right? To get around an emission standard, they got caught. They got fined so heavily, especially in the EU. They heavily invested into electric, and now they might end up having one of the more robust electric vehicle programs purely because they got fucked over and they were forced to move money around and make up for their mistake. But all that happened because the government actually dropped a hammer for once. Not our government, of course. We did we did a little bit, but that was mostly you. Not even that big a fucking hammer. 
Oh, it was like a billion dollar fine, I think. It was pretty big. I'm, I'm sure whatever mega corporation owns Volkswagen is not not in too much trouble. I think they own themselves. Volkswagen? Isn't everyone owned by someone? The, the People's Wagon? I think the People's Wagon is their own thing. Well, again, I'm very happy for them. Did, did anything happen in your life other than going and complaining about, about the regs at, a, at an emissions control center in Western Massachusetts? Oh, no, that was just weird. I was just helping this yeah. dude look at cars. Okay. Um, hold on. I think they are. Yeah, I think they are owned by themselves. I'm trying to see if anybody else owns them, but it looks like, yeah, Volkswagen is self-owned because um, they're one of the biggest automakers in the world. Did anything else happen in my week? Uh, a whole lot of work. It was, it was the, you know, one of those terribly exciting things. Uh, also, the, the climate change summer we're getting is starting to be alarming. The swings are yeah, starting like to get like genuinely concerning. Germany just got their worst like flooding ever. I saw that. Like there's just mudslides going through little uh, German chocolate towns. I lived, I lived in that region too, where all that's happening. And it's just like, that shouldn't get floods at all. Much less like, like, seems like a lot's on fire or underwater. I mean, I feel like the Northeast is getting that swing or at least Massachusetts is for sure. Uh, it's been, it, it is noticeably weird now where it's going from, you know, hot, humid day. And then two days later, it's severe thunderstorms and, Severe thunderstorms to flash flooding shouldn't be a normalized thing in every single state in this region. Uh, as a, as a meteorologist, constant. why? That seems, isn't that what happened? That's the only way, isn't it a necessary condition for flash flooding to have severe thunderstorms? Seem like Yeah, no, I'm saying, I'm saying the Northeast shouldn't be pumping out this many severe thunderstorms this frequently. That's, that's the part that's surprising. Without like a cold front or anything coming through. Where it, it's at... At this point, the summer here is closer to a Florida summer where it's sunny, hot, humid. And then once it gets uh, hot enough, it just explodes outside and it just rains like crazy. Yeah, that has been the last two weeks of New York. This is yeah. excellent. Multiple, uh, multiple tornado warnings lately. I'm just saying, I'm at the, I feel like this is the first summer I can think of, or at least the first season in a minute. Where I've been like, oh yeah, I actually am feeling the the climate change effects on a week to week basis, right? You can say these are the effects, right? You don't have to be like, you know what? These are just part of a broader trend. This is not part of a. Are we yeah. are we on the one to one? Like, oh yeah, we fucked up. So this is this is why this is happening. Yes, yeah. This is this is this this summer in basically every part of the country. This is that that is what's happening. This is it's massive extremes everywhere. I mean, Death Valley hit their highest temperature ever recorded uh in the last i think like 40 or 50 years that was pretty recent and at the same time there was massive floods happening in other parts of the country like we're in it now still no solutions (laughs) certainly depressing again the solutions elon musk as long as we keep believing in him the markets will survive and then well i mean i guess the word the world will eventually set fire or whatever (laughs) Uh, unrelated, or I should say related. So I was uh, hanging out with that coworker, right? And I, I want to like this person. And I was thinking about this with a... This has happened to me with other coworkers before where I'm like, I feel like I like this person. And then they keep saying things that make it really difficult to not be a dick to them. We're like, I, I got a story literally 
gave me a poem that he wrote after being angry and crying, like with tears in his eyes. Uh, this is what he described to me. What are you uh, talking about right now? I don't understand the words you're saying. Yeah, no, I know. It was a weird moment for me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with this dude and he's fucking like, we're just bullshitting about politics. And he tries to tell me about a poem he wrote. And I was just like, I don't know how to respond to this. This is a, this is a fucking, I just want to call you gay and move along. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm on his side in the interaction. <laughs> I just what, shut the fuck up and let it go. What's but... the problem? He wants to share a poem. Look, I went to look at someone in an MFA program. This doesn't really, uh, this doesn't move the needle for me. So, wait, yeah, so is, I mean is that's the story. Is the story I met a guy who had a poem? It's that he felt it was appropriate to share his poem that he wrote for politics. I don't know. Every that, that combo. Poem. That combo is just fucking gross to me. Wait, so you're hanging out with the person you like, and they say, and they have politics that presumably are aligned enough with yours that they feel comfortable going. Yes, I'd, yeah. like, I'd like to share a poem I wrote about politics, sort of in like, you know, a very 60s and 70s revolutionary. I wanted to share a poem, and you, you went, boo, too earnest, and then went on your podcast and complained about it. One I, again. This I did not. Story, I, did, I did not get told I'd like to sucks. share it. This story <laughs> is is just someone opened up to me. You preface the story by, uh, you know, sometimes people do stuff that really makes you, you know, you're trying and you just don't like them. The the, the thing here, what the pronoun refers to, the it is opening up to you and sharing a, a creative moment. Yeah, that's the story. Excellent. Right. Yes. Fuck them. How was your week? <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm just on the person so what was the poem about what was i don't know about? i i just i i toned you out shut it down? started oh you i didn't sh shut it down again i at no point was i asked about it he just launched i was just like oh this is what's happening now okay i mean one thing i learned at occupy and this is an important lesson nothing about politics uh but it, it's uh any <laughs> the more as of right now, I mean, when left ideology is, is, you know, historically, it's growing from niche to mainstream, right? That's sort of the trajectory it's on, it, inshallah, right? Like, so when something is niche, it, there's not a lot of, I mean, there is gatekeeping's a problem, but, you know, you can get all sorts of weirdos in there. And uh, the, the lesson I learned is, you got to be real patient with how annoying people are that share your ideology when it's not a big tent one. Oh because yeah. God, the amount of fucking drummers and poetry or like someone gets up there and 98% people are, are doing jazz fingers and they're like, and the war in Iraq. And let me tell you about desert storm, which I served in and these imperialist things. And like, everyone's really excited about it. And then they get to the last 1% and they're just like, and don't let those lizard Jews take it from us. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's going to happen. Just <laughs> nobody, just expect there's going to be some disappointment and real fucking niche weirdness uh, that comes with being in a, a movement that <laughs> that is non-mainstream. Non-mainstream movements attract non-mainstream uh, behaviors sometimes. It's a good not, point. That that, not that that's bad, but. You know, I think that's the only skill I've learned as I've gotten older is just shutting the fuck up. Sometimes. I like I like some poetry. I like, I like poetry. some poetry as well. Uh, to your question again, 
I, I basically did. I'm just an old man now. I played basketball a couple of days ago. That was fun. Like I bought a basketball on Amazon, and <laughs> and I bought basketball shorts with a little zip up on the side so I can hold my phone. And then I got the like old man wrap around athletic ear so I could so I could oh, listen yeah. to Freakonomics while I'm doing my foul shots. There you go. Which is the most old man thing you can do. <laughs> um, and that was fun. I, I it, you know, I really like actually the community here. So since I've been here, you know, it, it's really is kind of neat to just like we have a stoop and people just sit out there and smoke and, you know, uh, drink sodas or whatever. And you'll see, you know, the kids that I play basketball with afterwards, you know, they walk by and they give me the little like, hey, what's up? They get they look at me with the reverence one might look at an old battleship as it's being put out finally and decommissioned. You know, they're like that, that, that old dame had some memories, no doubt about that. Uh, so I just, I just hang out on the stoop and, and talk to people. Feels good. Everyone who's just like, I don't know, I have, I have social anxiety. What if I go out and I talk to people about this stuff or I try to get involved in my community and it's, and I fuck up. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's the downside. Not enough people talk about the upside, which is just community's great. I can walk around here and people will just like put a beer in my hand on the sidewalk. People are just lighting my cigarette for me. People high five <laughs> when I walk by. It's great. I just had a local, local bar here and it's just, People just buy you shit. They're like if you're recognized, if you're in a community, there's a real active, warm sense of like solidarity and looking out for each other. That is, I mean, actually getting out of your house and, and joining with people or making an attempt. That is like a fucking sufficient condition to enjoying this stuff. You have to do it. Uh, but I think people always focus on like how scary it is, the unknown of social interactions and how that might cause the very real physical pain of social embarrassment and not like, no, no, the good way out outweighs the bad. So I've just been hanging out. Uh, what I do, I played basketball. Do, do you feel like people are actually back like socializing wise? I feel like when I run into people in social situations, there's still some amount of like, they don't exactly know how to be. I mean, I here in New York, you know, th- thanks to the greatest politician and, and my president, Bill de Blasio, uh, we did a really good job with the vaccine rollout. Uh, I mean, not as good as it could be, but like we got on that shit early and we're, I mean, Bill de Blasio was literally eating. I wish I, if I had the drop, I'd put it in right now. He was just eating burgers and fries, talking with his mouth full saying, you could get, you could get burgers. If you get vaccinated, you could eat a burger. <laughs> if you don't like burgers cause vegetarian, that's okay. But if you do like burgers, I think this is a real tasty version of a burger that was our vaccine rollout people loved it <laughs> they're just like get the, the most relatable he's ever been i look i know i've watched the last year and a half of this pandemic stuff and i as your mayor know that you might have all these ideals about the microchip and bill gates and the vaccine makes you gay or whatever but the the fact is if i tell you i'll give you a hamburger to just give up all your ideals and inject that shit mainline i know you will you little piggy I've, I've watched the American people. I've tried to go buy potato chips at a bodega and have the entire rack out while the tuna fish cans are still fine. Okay? <laughs> I know you people are piggies. <laughs> it's and like the so, Ohio lottery they did where they're just like, yeah, you have ideals, huh? How, how much? Are your ideals so strong you won't just gamble 
No, of no, course it, not. It, it's fucking great. So everyone was, has been vaccinated for a long time. So people are very like, we're, I think, ahead of the curve on socializing and all that. We also have the weird thing where like Cuomo has the trains, people are masked up, but everywhere else, like you can just walk into a bar and nobody has any masks that sort of. I will say one thing I don't love about, I mean, I like the fact that people are more normal now and don't at me about, well, they shouldn't be because of Delta. I'm just doing what the last person tells me. Whatever the last person tells me to do, I'm doing because I have no idea who to listen to or how to learn who to listen to or what to do. So just at me and tell me what to do and I'll do it. But uh, I don't love that. I mean, let's be honest, I'm not doing anything with my life, but if I ever did, let's say a random chance thing, like the, the aliens give me a secret codex that I'd have to do something world historical with, right? Mm-hmm. I don't love that hundreds or thousands of years from now, uh, historians will have to, you know, it's tough to do the work of history and piece through and get primary sources. And it hurts to know that there could be like a crustacean historian years from now going like, not a lot is known about uh, the the early to midlife of Rob. Though we do have access to uh, some uncovered government records that shows he was able to get the vaccine during the COVID pandemic because he was a fat little piggy. <laughs> so it says here, if you actually look, there's his signature affirming that he is an obese fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and like at the time i was just like oh yeah i can get it because i'm fat great but now there's a permanent record if someone ever 23s and me's they might realistically i'm pretty invisible uh, uh owing to not really doing much social media stuff and and having lost years in my mid-20s that nobody needs to find out about uh uh especially the lebanese and so and so like <laughs> oh, um, oh! I totally lost my train of thought thinking about the Lebanese. What was I saying? Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I just had a little flashback there. <laughs> take your time. Take your time. What was I just talking about? Hold on. Being a fat little piggy. Oh yeah, yeah. Someone's gonna twenty three and and me, and because I have no fucking I, not a whole lot of shit published, they're just going to get one government record that's just like. 255 pounds there he is look at that he came through ellis island and he was fat as shit one (laughs) side of the ship was probably weighed down fucking starboard side just trailing (laughs) port more like port lee oh that's a that's a melville own yeah so uh no people most have been normal here and i gotta say everyone took advantage of it first uh without being too gross like I would say the first month was the horniest I've ever seen any people ever. Oh, you yeah, know, I bet. I would say about Koreatown here in New York that, like, I went to Florida State, as did you, and that was, like, Playboy's top party school. And then you go to 32nd Street here in, in New York, and it's just, like, it is the drunkest I've ever seen anybody. Like, every the average Saturday night on 32nd is just, like, people fucking Superman posing, spread eagle onto trash. Just people laying completely naked. Where did their clothes go? I don't know. One person puking and then uh, their girl's rubbing his back and then she starts puking. Like, it's just, it's an absolute disaster. It's 
orders of magnitude above anything I'd experienced in my life prior, even at FSU, when it came to public drunkenness and debauchery. And I have to say the first month or two after vaccines came to New York, it was that, but for horny. I've never seen some of the shit. It was just like everyone had forgotten how to socialize, but were too horny to care. So people were just literally walking up to you like, hey, you want to you want to come back and fuck me and my girl? Or like, hey, who here? Want, do you guys want to do an orgy? You're like, it was fuck. You go to parties and people were just like, I have no time for anything anymore. Who wants to do coke and suck dick right now? Like it was. <laughs> and so like that was a lot. Uh, I'll be honest. That that was a too much, too much for me. That was, but like, and, and everyone felt that pressure to like go out, and I think they overcorrected. Yeah. And now, now I think, at least for me, I'm um, I'm, I'm back inside. I'm I'm spending more time on on YouTube watching shit again. It's more time normalizing. More I, time watching. Oh god, god. I was just say I I was asking because I, I I went to a happy hour this week, like a work happy hour, and that's the drunkest I've ever seen people at a business event in a while. Everyone people got are going hard. hard. People yeah. are overcorrecting as they come out. And I was just like, this is a professional event, right? And it's just blitzed across the board. I mean, part of that might be because it's cannabis people, but like, I couldn't tell. Well, it's also been some of these people have been drinking alone, like yeah. oh red wine uh, and not realizing that like the way you drink when you're on your couch with like TV is different than when you are now out in a physical space with people walking around and yeah, navigating. Yeah. Dial it the fuck back guys. Or don't fuck it. Time's short. Make I mean, me, make me deeply uncomfortable at a party. That's fine. Yeah. All someone has to do. Who to, gives a shit? What I think that is, is like say the wrong thing about vinyl. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Have a wrong opinion about the Dodge Charger, the Ford Volt, Ford Volt. <laughs> yeah, no, I just sit inside now. I I have to do a correction. By the way, just uh, as a quick aside, I love that you've become such a New Yorker that even just like the thought of car talk, just it it just you glaze over and it's like I, I can't possibly connect to this. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, I, <laughs> it's funny. I actually, the other day when I was walking around. Uh, Everyone else outside of New York has some opinion on cars because you I, are forced to consume them. I like, look, I, I like cars as a as an object and concept. Uh, and look, I, I drove car. I, I was, I had my little Rob mobile that I would drift around South Florida. I drove up A1A every single day. Every single day, just on the beach, I had. You sound like an old, rich, white lib talking about black people. I like black people as a concept. You know, back in the day, I had a black friend. Even I look. <laughs> there's, I, I don't experience a lot of car culture here. No, I know. I'll put it that way. I, I would, fair. to use your analogy, I would need a, a a version of the Genius website to just like annotate what any of this stuff means. I don't know what a carburetor is. If you had, if you said point to the carburetor on this car right now, uh, we have your mother hostage. I'd be like, "Mom, I love you." <laughs> Let's Mom. roll these dice. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let God guide my hand right now. No, I mean, look, I, I, I used to love it, but it's just like, it, thank God, I don't have to fucking deal with that. But I, I want to, I need to make a correction because people jumped on me. It's not. So since all I do is sit around and watch things on on YouTube now, like an old man, uh, it, part of this is it's ninety five degrees every fucking day or a lightning storm. Uh, I have been watching 
love on the spectrum, not dating on the spectrum. People, apparently there's a different show and I guess there's an Australian version too. I'm a date or I've been watching love on the spectrum. Uh, Wait, there's an Australian version of it. I don't know. People were asking. So uh, love on the spectrum. It's on Netflix. Now it's really good. Uh, My favorite character is Michael who uh, I'm sorry to come back. I just, I want to, I feel like I didn't do it justice. I, I need to, everyone on the show is awesome. Michael is the least awesome for reasons you're about to hear. Uh, <laughs> but even he is just like, he's someone who just like is indoors and doesn't have a lot of friends. And so he spends a lot of time on Reddit and it's like, if he spent a lot of time on like a horse racing site, he'd know a lot about horses, but because he spends time on Reddit, he has a lot of opinions about women <laughs> and it's, He's the he's the closest thing to a villain this show has, and he's awesome. Here, let me know if you can hear this. This this should be the vibe. The challenges that you face, Mike, I think yes. a lot of other people face too, to struggle at some point or another to find, like, proper love. But for some strange reason, I don't seem to recall Adam having any problems like that. That's his brother, That's the Chad. Different Mike. Mm-hmm. But Michael, you've seen over the past few years how it just hasn't worked out for me either. Like, it just turns yeah. to shit. So that's also because like, a lot of people our age aren't interested in commitment. They're only interested mm. in intercourse. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's true. Oops. Dad, did you drop your food? Yeah, I'd also, I've also... What I also noticed with a lot of girls your age live, mm. when they're still Talk in high school, sister. they only want a boyfriend for intercourse. Not just not just for intercourse, but also as a bodyguard and as a sugar daddy. <laughs> it's amazing. Every family needs a Michael. It just adds something different. So he rules. This is just an autistic kid who's on uh, Reddit, right? He's on Reddit all day, every day. And so he's the closest thing to a villain. And I need you to understand, he goes from that in the first four episodes. So everyone goes to these classes, right? Where they do like, like there's a teacher and all the characters that go on dates and, you know, they, the dates bring in different people, right? Uh, they all go to these workshops that are like if PUA was wholesome. So somebody will like, uh, uh, like go up and they'll have the role playing person and they'll just go, all right, begin. Hi, I, I just uh, went on a cruise for fun. And then the person will be like, a cruise. I like boats. And the other person's just (laughs) like, have you been on a cruise? And it's like, I have not been on a cruise, but in my favorite show, Thomas the Tank Engine, there is a boat. And I enjoy that boat. And then (laughs) the other person will be like, what do you enjoy about that boat? I enjoy that it smiles and it's all very honest, but then the person will just be like, oh, and they'll actually freeze up and go like, I'm, I'm just, I'm not connecting right now. I'm just talking about how much I like the boat. And that's wrong because I need to use the boat to find common interests with her. And it's just like, this guy's a fucking genius. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, or they'll do role plays and, mm. and, uh, the teacher will be like, what's wrong here? People's hand will just shoot up and they'll just be like, he, he's enjoying talking about himself so much that he hasn't found a uh, common interest that he can contribute to. 
And it's just like, yes. And I'm just like, they, this should be taught in every high school in America. <laughs> All these people are, are so fucking understanding and trying in a way that nobody else is. There's one date where they go on where a guy's just like, okay, like very cool, like, like hype beasted up. And he's just like, pardon me, I'm going to eat this fish weird now. And then just eats the fish like a fucking pelican. And just like, so how are you? And it's like, do you know how much I wish I could do that? And I think, I think maybe I just can. Because the people on the show are, are doing fucking great. I would love to be able to just be at a date and, and be like, it has been fun talking to you. I don't know if I have to fart or poop right now. So I'm going to go to the bathroom and have an existential moment for five <laughs> to seven minutes. And then I'll come back and I hopefully say mystery. something funny that I thought of in there. And, and that'll be it. And to have someone go like, okay, I enjoy playing my Nintendo Switch when I'm waiting for someone. Yes! Oh, no, no subtext, no flirting, uh, uh, no fucking expectations that you're bending to just so that people can meet or not. Just outright saying what you want at any given moment and uh, how that affects the thing that the other person just said. Perfect. It's lovely. That's incredible. You will, it, though. Go ahead. I would say the educational aspect of it sounds like the only good parts of MRA stuff. They just pulled it out. It's like actual, actually having a conversation and trying to connect with somebody. No, they, they should teach this in schools. This should be home ec. This is the, the best show. These are all the best people. I mean, it's, it's yeah. I, I look back at my past relationships and the amount of both effort and success <laughs> The, the people in here are having, again, I, I wish I could go to the class. I remember when I was in high school, I got, uh, I'm going to say accidentally, because I don't want to confront the fact that the institutions of Florida thought I was too dumb for even them and basically dumped me in an English as second language class because they didn't want to put me in a, a, the special needs situation. Right. Uh, you know, in that class, I got to say, I really fucking excelled because I spoke English. You know, so when I'm doing the worksheet and it's just like, the bucket is red, the ball is blue. Is there a bucket? And you're like, yes. Um, but like, I feel like I crushed Killing that it. class. I don't feel like I would actually crush the love on the spectrum emotional intelligence course. I feel <laughs> like I would come in real hot, like, got this one. Got I know how to one. talk to people. And then immediately get shut down. <laughs> Is the teacher like points at the interaction and goes like, "What's even being done here right now? Is anyone connecting?" And it's like, "Yes, please stand over my dates and say that. Be be the the what's it, Marshall McLuhan of of that movie, and step in and just go like, you're not even talking about anything right now. You need to get back to things they might be interested in. Here's a list of questions. Remember, we practiced these questions before we sat down, and it's like, God." If you're on Love on the Spectrum, hit me up. Uh, I, but when you watch that show, you get a lot of uh, uh, like normie. My ads have gotten really intolerable. Uh, what kind you, of ads do you get from watching Love on the Spectrum? I'll, I'll tell you what I get right now. And maybe this is like one of those things where like the engineer, more spectrumy mind was actually really 
uh, pulled to PUA stuff, pickup artist stuff in the day, because it systemized things. It said, here's, here's 15 chapters on a DVD, and there's 12 phases, and each breaks down into to three sub-phases, and there's routines that you can run, like an algorithm, and then you want to check your your comfort meter and that'll dictate can you now do kino that means kinesthetic it's a needlessly jargony word for touching oh you don't have enough kino meters so you can't and like engineers sorts like really fucking love that shit and i think maybe people watching love on the spectrum maybe like that sort of like learning content because i keep getting uh master class ads which interesting as a business person i brilliant they they are just a vc trap so oh, masterclass 100%. is a media company that launched just saying like we'll get triple a stars to come on our our platform and do like 18 chapter how to so we'll get dead mouse who's already on youtube or whatever to teach you audio production we'll get aaron sorkin to teach uh playwriting or tv writing or whatever and the vcs i assumed were like well how do you plan on you're just gonna get triple a tier like brad pitt quentin tarantino they're gonna come and do your product how and brilliantly the answer is just throw unlimited money at them you can just buy them it's just like any other thing and because vc funding as far as i can tell is basically bottomless that solves the problem (laughs) like you have (laughs) unlimited of the thing that is required to make it happen so there's just now a million masterclass ads you've never seen those no, no, I have. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It is a VC trap. It's incredible. Those classes don't ever actually teach you the thing either, like Sorkin's class or whoever's. They're all, they don't actually do a master class. It's basically like, what if you got one 30-minute lecture of an overview of this thing? And it's like, what if you wanted to learn it? Tough shit. You got a famous person to talk about it for a minute, though. They're running out of fucking, I don't even know what they're about. So here, I, let, let me know if you can hear this. Literally today, this is what, it, <laughs> what reminded me. Uh, I got an ad and it's, it's masterclass Neil deGrasse Tyson, but he's not even, he's literally doing this. Hold on. Can you hear this? Okay. He's, it's just, the ad is just, I've talked about space probably more than any human alive because space is imagination. Space is possibility not just out there, but in here in the mind. And I'm going to teach you how to explore that space. Human possibility. And I'm like, what? What are you? What is this class about? What? What even is being taught anymore? It's not space. He's, it's just bullshit about like. It's, Science has become the the religion of libs such that, as far as I can tell, this masterclass is just, they shot the money cannon, and he's like, I'm going to teach you how to, to think like an astrophysicist, which is just <laughs> nonsensical. Like, if that book, that book is something that should be, like, sold in Reader's Digest, and now he's just doing a fucking masterclass on it. These things are... It, it really is the fucking like, uh, like the Space Jam ads that are, well, you'll, you know what? There'll be a lot of IP you recognize. That's good enough. Shoot a VC cannon at some celebrities, have them record 18 chapters of literally anything, and you're fucking done. Well, yeah. I mean, the masterclass now is just, they're just stripping out all the other bullshit. So it doesn't even have to be about anything. It's just, it's like the Tony Robbins shit now. 
listen, we know exactly what kind of idiot you are if you're paying for this. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you a famous person. They're going to say some vaguely uplifting shit. It won't actually make sense if you think about it. But if you don't think about it, it'll sound fucking mind blowing. Now give us your money. I, I got to say, I have to cop to this. I love all that self-help motivational stuff. I definitely was on, uh, like, I'm, I'm on David Goggins. I'm on Jocko Willenick. I'm, I was on Tony Robbins. I did uh, Unleash the Giant Within. I, like, I've done, like, the book with the audio tape where there's worksheets yeah. where, where it's just like, today we're going to start with, uh, with affirmations. If, if, you're, if you're ready to feel empowered, say, I... Now we're going to get our notebook. This isn't just going to be a notebook. This is going to be a tablet upon which we inscribe our new our new goals. So we're going to take our tablet and we're going to take our chisel. And if you're ready to set some goals, say I. I think I heard you say I. And you're like, "Yeah, okay, let's go." Okay, now we're to put goal 1. What's the thing that's what's the thing that's wasting your time? Put goal 1 right now on the tablet. And you're there like in your dorm room like Stop masturbating so much. And it's like, <laughs> that's now in stone. <laughs> and there's just something about the way he says. So I hate like, that shit, though. I mean, like, from, from an entertainment perspective, I get it. But, like, uh, it's just. It's like a carnival bar. As someone yeah. who likes the who's on first, like, vaudeville stuff, there's something to. I don't love everything he does. I think he's had some duds. Uh, the way he harasses his staff is pretty funny. Um, the, the way he did a documentary about himself that featured his house. Uh, his housekeeping staff all lined up in their uniforms in his front uh, driveway and they all clap when he arrives and they all just like weep like uh, North Korea propaganda every time he drives away. (laughs) That's in the documentary. It's amazing. So like, I love that sort of, I have a broken brain. That's why I listen to fucking K-pop. Like it's just anything to, to do the endorphins. And you really, there is something to all that, like power pose, bright music, force yourself to smile, uh, uh, cold shower, fucking whatever, whatever you can do. There, it, there's probably a little bit to it. So I, I fall in and any, whatever new masterclass fucking ad comes out or whatever self-help thing, especially when you're just like, if you're just smoking weed and laying in bed at like 2 a.m., that's the best time to consume motivational content because I mean, there's makes no more risk sense of you doing anything. The problem I have with them is it's like the, the fucking artifice of it is so – it's just too much. No, the more the artifice – okay. The more the artifice is exposed, the better it is. So like Masterclass early on – Okay, that argument really, I get. really was like is Dead Mouse is going to talk to you about like Ionic scales. And now it's just liter- – it's literally like – hold on. What is making a relationship? A relationship is like making a molecule. It's like science. It's, it's two two atoms meeting in space and time and forming a bond. These are the bonds that make us human. I'm gonna teach you in this class about forming, sustaining, and growing bonds. <laughs> My name is Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> this is my master class. They're all just, they're all just they're all just but like the more the further they get from like hard skills the more it's uh uh it, uh, absurd and yeah, that's it just becomes nonsense. It. Whereas and I have to be clear about this. Jocko Willenick and David Goggins unironically prima facie are funny as hell. Do you you know uh Goggins, right? Vaguely. So, okay. 
So here's the two. I'll I'll start with uh, uh, Goggins, right? Or no, maybe I'll I'll start with Jocko. So Jocko's one of those like he goes on Joe Rogan. Yeah, Jocko, I definitely know. He basically looks like me when I when I buzz the hair, right? I'm in a weird part now where I'm I'm like half I'm growing, but I can't decide what to fucking do with it. But when I'm buzzed, I that's what Jocko looks like. Just giant fucking like you set the jaw and chin slider to you had to download a mod from the Nexus to get the jaw slider you needed. Um, but so he's a former Navy SEAL and he's one of these guys that uh, <laughs> all of his answers are basically what Joe Rogan would want him to say at any given time. I love that the arc of special forces is now like it used to be like clowns who survived cancer would do the moto circuit. And now it's just all guys that merc weddings in like Yemen. They all have to come back and write books about how, you know, management is just like the battlefield. And so Jocko Willenick has a podcast. I enjoy, again, unironically, I enjoy it because people will write in and be like, so um, me and my girlfriend are going through a lot, you know, uh, she's pregnant. You know, we, we don't, we're not married, which like, cause we don't believe in that, but you know, we are planning to raise the kid, but now there's uh, been some infidelity and I just, where my head's at now, I wonder, is that where my head's going to be at, you know, five years from now? And I just, Jocko, uh, I wonder if you could say anything about like mental strength. And every single time he's just like, the mental game is tough. It's just like people are just listening, <laughs> like they're listening to like Kratos. And he goes, let me tell you about, I don't know why he became the Joker for a second there. You want to? <laughs> let, let me tell you about what what makes you tough in the mind the mind's in the body and when you're tough in the body you're gonna be tough in the mind if you're doing jujitsu five days a week you're not gonna be thinking about being cucked you gonna be thinking about jujitsu if you don't know how to shoot how do you have the confidence when someone talks to you on the bus, like literally that sort of like sheepdog <laughs> fucking shit. His famous yeah, thing insane right wing shit. Yeah. His famous thing is like good. He's the guy who like bulletproof coffee is made for his oh, thing. Yeah. is like He literally tells a story when I was in Iraq, you know, shit would go wrong and people would say, what do you need? Do you need guns? Do you need ammo? And, and sometimes we would be out and I would say, no, we're good. You know, when, when someone, when someone runs out of supplies in my squad, that's good. We just learned how to get by with, with less. Just nonsensical stuff. It's bad management. It, it's just like, no, no, but but then then when I really did need something, people would come through. And people were like, Jocko, when's the time you really needed something? And someone came through. He's like, I wouldn't allow myself to be in that position. And it's just <laughs> like, at 2 a.m., you're just like, this is great advice. I don't know what it is, but very good. And he's fine. Right. And he shoots it in black and white from like side profile. But the best does. is David Goggins. Everyone should support and fucking watch David Goggins. Do give him dedicate your life to him. He is a guy that looks like Lance Riddick from The Wire. Just one of these just like lanky, no hair on his entire body, black dudes. And he also became a Navy SEAL and did the Special Forces thing with Jocko. Here's the best part. Everyone hates him because he used to be, he's, he basically is jackass. His thing, he'll, he'll just turn on the camera and just be like, 
I'm David Goggins. I used to be like you. I played a lot of Tekken. There was a character called King. What would it take for you to be the king of your own brain? I'm going to shove this 556 NATO round directly into my urethra. It's called sounding. Stay hard. And then he like jumps into an ice bath. And you're just like, why did he do that? And you watch the next like TikTok and he's like, I was 300 pounds. One time a cockroach crawled in my mouth in a crawl space. In that moment, I said I would lose and I would win as much as possible until I was the best. Now look at me. You're watching my TikTok. Stay hard. And you're like, oh. and he apparently did basic or he did like SEAL training and all that with the other SEALs guys and would wake up hours before everyone else to just run around their barracks like i thought this was the seals motherfucker are we doing this or not and he's just so good at he went i guess he did combat like four times or whatever but he's just so good at channeling his self-loathing into uh calisthenics and cardio basically that he has just like a million books and all of them annoy the seals guys as much as the seals books annoy everybody else he's like the foil to all of them and he's i delightful. mean that's great yeah no i i fully support anything that gets those assholes going is a good thing he people will ask questions that are just like hey hey uh they, it's so much better they're like uh hey, hey mr goggins uh i i want to take off my shoes and run 50 miles until i succeed or die today but I, I have ankylosing spondylitis. It means my it's like a disability. My spine is C-shaped. And he'll just be like, ankyloser spondylitis? You, your, your spine still works? This is curved? That means you can roll on it when your legs get tired. Let's go. That's it. Every single day. It's delightful. Yeah. I love yeah, that. that. I love anyone who irritates the, the, the fucking like weaponized veteran bullshit that's come out. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be. He'll just be on his run. He'll be like that fence. That fence keeps the cows in, but it also means I can't run through that cow field. Not today. Stay hard. And you just watch him run and jump on a fence, get electrocuted, fall over, lie on the <laughs> ground for a while, get up thirty-two seconds later, and then just keep running. <laughs> He's the best man in the world. Other that's, than that's at least real entertainment. <laughs> I respect yeah, no, that. He rules. The the, the to, to transition. Here. He's the best man in the world and the most entertaining thing in the world, uh, other than what the Pope did this week. Which is? You didn't see this? Oh, my God. Oh, you're in for a treat, Brett. No, I worked we'll like 80 this. hours this week. We'll I saw very little. Bonus. Okay, so. Pope Francis. Uh, out of nowhere, right? No, well, actually not out of, out of nowhere. So he just uh, underwent surgery for something. So like he's been in the hospital. He's been under uh, like the Pope. At, you know, he's, he's an old guy. He had surgery. He came out of surgery, stepped out of the hospital. And the first thing he did uh, was kill the Latin mass. Remember oh, yeah. Latin mass? Yeah. The Pope Good. decreed that Latin mass might as well be fucking liberation theology at this point. He's done what the, the like he's done what the church over the last like 150 years did to preference for the poor and did it to annoying trad cats who like are doctrinaire psychos. He and not just a little bit. So check this out. Uh so he, he bans Latin mass. 
right? Francis reimposed restrictions on celebrating Latin mass that Benedict relaxed in 2007 and went further to limit its use. The pontiff said he was taking action because Benedict's reform had become a source of division in the church and has been exploited by Catholics opposed to Second Vatican Council, the 1960s meetings that modernized the church and its liturgy. So the context for this and why people were like, oh, a lot of young people were really into this. Vatican II in the 60s, which we talked about on an unlocked bonus. You can check it out if you want. It's, it's kind of interesting. I enjoyed talking about it. And also we have one on liberation theology with Damon Garcia, who's awesome and has a book coming out. But basically Vatican II was like Lumen Gentia. We need, to like, we need to take the light out to everyone. We need to figure out how to not. Are we doing what we're doing ritually to just wank each other off? I mean, literally, yes. And Swiss Guard are like, absolutely. Um, but, but like philosophically, who's this for? Like, and so Vatican II sort of modernized or liberalized things, but there was a faction, a reactionary faction, which this is all relative when you're talking about within the church was just like, no, fuck this. Like I, I want Constantinian ass imperialist, like fuck you, us versus them Christianity. And they just do not fucking come over for anyone. These are the trad cats. Right. And the same way a lot of people, young people get off on like being the most left. There are people that get off being like the most Catholic. Right. That that is where yeah, that is the energy thing. is. But that is a reactionary current that was let in by the former Pope Benedict, who was one of these church doctrine guys. He was like the head of the congregation. You know, they have like military wings, basically. But so anyway, uh, so. By going after this, uh, and, and let me continue here, uh, critics said they had never witnessed a pope so thoroughly reversing his predecessor, that the reversal concerns something so fundamental as the liturgy, while Benedict is still alive and living in the Vatican as a retired pope, only amplified the extraordinary nature of Francis's move, which will surely result in more right-wing hostility directed at him. Francis, 84, issued a new law requiring individual bishops to approve celebrations of the old mass, also called the Tridentine mass, and requiring newly ordained priests to receive explicit permission to celebrate it from a bishop who has to then consult with the Vatican itself. That rules. Under the new law, bishops must also determine if the current groups of the faithful attached to the old mass accept Vatican II, which allowed for mass to be celebrated in the vernacular rather than Latin. These groups cannot use the regular churches. Instead, bishops have to find alternative locations for them, but may not create a new parish for the, the Latin mass. Oh in addition, God. Francis said bishops are no longer allowed to authorize the formation of any new pro-Latin mass groups in their diocese. Francis, Francis walked in and said, no Latin, like Call of Duty style. Just took that. <laughs> so when That's one of the huge. First, he's just like forcing out all the right wingers at that point. No, this is like the, was it the New Pope uh, show with John Malkovich, where spoilers for the first episode, they get like, uh, was it a Jesuit or a Franciscan? A Franciscan? I think it was a Franciscan. They get a Franciscan in there and he just like fucks it up, uh, uh, pulls it left hard. Look, yeah, he you, fucks it up by selling off all the church goods and bringing in the yeah. poor, doing the actual thing. Liberalizing it or, or whatever. This I, this is like the biggest dick Pope move you can do. So as soon as Francis uh, like ascended to the papacy, right, took the throne of St. Peter, et cetera, et cetera, like 
the first thing he did was canonize the people who were on the furthest left of the Vatican II negotiations. Because at the time, you know, it's college cardinal shit. This is a long-term thing. First thing he did was canonize uh, everyone that was on the left flank just to stick it in the fucking eyeballs of all of Benedict's uh, right-wing friends. And then to do this, which is to say, Tradcath's out. You have to ask permission from a bishop to have a Latin mass. You can't do it on our property. You have to swear a loyalty oath to the Catholic (laughs) Church saying you're not going to do some bullshit Latin mass shit. And by the way, that oath, you have to affirm Vatican II. And uh, don't try to grow this because uh, the, the bishops will prohibit any new groups being formed. So this is like he fucking burned out the root and salted the earth of the right-wing tradcast. This is something where like the Brunigs are cannot possibly be happy about this. <laughs> but you know what? You're a Catholic. Fucking deal with it. Yeah. What the fuck? If, if this, this is your own you, fucking faith. That's how it works. I'm so sorry. This is like my Protestant thing. But like your these are your rules. This is the whole reason you do it, right? Do you, you you the if the Pope is the Pope. And look, my, my denomination thinks that he's literally an agent of the devil. My denomination is wild, <laughs> okay? I'm in the Missouri Synod. The, their logo is a burning cross, okay? We, we, we <laughs> pledge the American flag second and the Christian soldier flag first. It's really creepy. And, and so I understand, since we're on like the far right of Lutheranism, I understand, you know, sacraments are important. Yeah, church doctrine's important, but it's more important to Catholics because it's sort of your whole thing because you have an unbroken lineage to St. Peter, and that gives you the edge, at least from your perspective, over us, which, yeah, we have sacraments, we have doctrine, but we're kind of just like discovering them playing yes and improv games through Prussia for like a couple hundred years. So everything about your fucking religion is you have to fucking listen to the church i hate and clearly francis does too all this bullshit of well i, mean, I don't really like vatican too too bad yeah tough yeah. shit oh but i like uh, young people really enjoy the latin then sin then sin <laughs> you look you do it with everything else right just go and celebrate your latin mass and then confess to it with your bishop who will then probably not give you permission for the next one it's great <laughs> it's a great uh, it's fucking pope francis uh, I, I'm sure you're, look, I know you're terrible in a million ways. This is like, we're finding, we're finding, uh, the empire's got talent. We're finding like, like the most personable person on the death star or like a star destroyer here. It's not a good ship he's helming, but. Oh yeah. It does fucking rule. Well, he's uh, also, uh, he's he came act- out of the hospital and was like, I'm not going to live forever. No more Latin mass. <laughs> I mean, he's also actively going against what are probably the most right-wing people in society outside of, like, straight-up Nazis. Like, well, the last pope was a straight-up Nazi. I mean, yeah. So I was going to say, there's an overlap against, there, too. Yeah. I don't think he feels that bad. Uh, after watching liberation theologists get murked in the streets back where in, in Argentina, right? I don't think he fucking cares about literal Pope Emeritus von Wehrmacht being a little bummed that, you know... All of his creepers can't celebrate a mass that only just celebrate it in your head. Yeah, exactly. Do it at home. That that is like liturg- liturgical masturbation. It, it's like God says in the Bible, uh, "Be a light unto no parts of the world." 
Make sure no <laughs> one knows what the fuck you're talking about. By the way, if this sounds very like uh, that sounds silly and and yeah, why would they? Why would they do that? Uh, that's how you as a leftist sound anytime you start talking about Prudhomme or Kropotkin. <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. It's certainly not getting the light out. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we can hit this button, right? That's our. That's that can be the main bit, or it would be the main bit. We're still just rolling this. delightful why is it going okay whatever all right round two it just auto loops that's why we are we are now in the hopefully it doesn't double this time yeah anyway so that's basically all i've been uh doing is is the bonus i also i had a moment of of real like like frustration basically so a story came out uh, i don't know if you saw this story came out that Basically, if you make minimum wage in the United States, uh, rent is now affordable nowhere. That's not surprising. But literally, this was like the study happened. This was a story that went on, you know, went on wherever the fuck on all the papers or the sites or whatever. It did its little media turn and then vanished, of course. But if you make minimum wage, there is no place in America, no zip code, no county, where you can have, and I think it was a two-bedroom uh, apartment, right? So two two rooms, essentially. So a family, a, a, a situation where everyone talks about like, oh, well, you know, these aren't systemic problems. We just need like strong families and all that. Okay, okay. The nuclear family where there is a man and a woman and then the fucking kids' room and then maybe literally nothing that is unobtainable in the United States. If you are employed full-time making the minimum wage that let's be honest, if we've watched the way the government have, has handled the economy in the last year and a half uh, is really the target wage uh, for our system. Like, if you are making minimum wage, you are likely to stay making minimum wage because of all of the top-down pressures enforcing that because we have such a shoddy-ass fucking hollowed-out, no-copper-wiring-left uh, superstructural economic clusterfuck that if you were to get, like the pizza parlor employees, that their boss, they talk about backfiring, they did a... a a feel good media story where it's like this woman works four jobs. We bought her a motor scooter so she can get to all four of them without walking in the snow so much. The the boss uh, at his pizza place didn't steal the value of his workers labors for a day. And they went from minimum wage to like $73 an hour. <laughs> right? Like if you actually got paid the value and like, it really showed the scope of, of how much you're getting ripped off for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you know, it, but if you actually made that that money, uh, our system is so predicated upon extracting that value at the maximum 
that that all of this shit would just absolutely have paroxysms and and spasm out and try to kill you. So just assume it's more likely than not for most people that their earnings are around minimum wage plus minus some fucking what do they call them uh, sig figs or uh, standard deviations right you can't live here you got a job you went to school you did your resume you interviewed good you got the job you work it 40 hours a fucking week you can't live here that's part of why that's part of why there's been such a problem at the low end is everybody realized that and then they went why the fuck am i working these jobs like i finally have a moment Right. Oh, because I'm not trapped in the 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 poor brain cycle of just staying alive, which is what we're saying is that you just can't even do that. You can't even stay in a house, right, or apartment or anything. Instead of being trapped in that cycle for a minute because you got stuck inside and there was unemployment, which was more than minimum wage, so you were getting more than you usually got paid. You had the moment to self reflect and be like, "Yeah, fuck that. I'm not going back to that shit." And so, you know, when these the fucking small business tyrants and all these other people want you to come back and work on the line and get paid nothing. Say like, go fuck yourself. Like I get that. It's just, it was so profoundly depressing. So, okay. So if you cannot live, if you're at minimum wage, so that's a huge chunk of people, even our like liberal, like compassionate economics where, where we find what 5% unemployment to be, Removing all unemployment wouldn't be ideal for the market, right? In terms of what's a Keynesian economics or whatever. You know this shit better than me. Yeah, full, Fed full, manages, full employment yeah. is, uh, I think it's like 3% is considered full employment. It might be sub five though. Once you get under 5%, you're, that's considered a well, a well running machine basically. And you won't always have like above a half, above 1% just to make sure there's people who want jobs essentially. That's, the, that's like the ideal for the market. Yeah, so as far as I can tell, uh, our economic plan has baked into it some amount of tolerance for the fact that some people will not have jobs. They just won't have jobs. So already fucked. That is, that is economically a caste system that is saying, yeah, yeah, for all of this to fucking work, we need some people to be out there seeking and not finding. On its face, that it feels inhumane. Oh, yeah. like, like that has always felt not justifiable to me. Why is why do politics occur? Period. If we're going to tie basic sustenance and survival to employment full time like this, and then we are going to say some of you will we understand be unable to get that employment and thus survival. We are compelling people into non-survival which is as much state violence as when a fucking drone hits your wedding from 20,000 feet in the air we're already deciding some people must receive state violence uh so that the rest of us can you know see our pension uh uh grow on, on our vanguard funds and you know you know things gotta things gotta work you gotta have some kids down in the train's belly twisting the fucking rods and whatever snow yeah. style. that's yep. one of the inherent flaw well one of many but one of the big issues i have with the sort of like the neoliberal technical technocratic approach is they're doing it by the numbers and saying like well 
it's really expensive to do something for a hundred percent of people. What if we only did it for ninety-five percent of people? Does that drastically drop the cost? Because then you cut out the that like top tier outliers. And the answer is usually yes. And that so what modern neoliberalism is and what modern like technocrats do is they they negotiate how many people don't get a thing. And that's what is occurring, right? They're not negotiating like how good is the thing, how many rich people have to pay into it. They're negotiating how many of us get access to what they've already decided is a basic service. It's the same thing they do with healthcare. They say like a certain amount of people not getting healthcare is acceptable. What is that number though? Right. Like they're just constantly finicking with like how many millions of people are we comfortable with having no access to health care? And, and that's the that's the Obamacare debate. That's what like Biden does, too. That's why the, the whole concept is fucking disgusting, because it's saying we accept as a baseline a bunch of you are going to get fucking destroyed by the state. We're just deciding whether it's a half a percent or three percent like, but fuck you all, because we're not in that group. And that's fine. Like and acting as if that doesn't make you like that sort of evil bureaucrat that everybody imagines the Dems as because like that's exactly what they are. You're you're the guy who says like, oh, I'm sorry, the rules require me to split you away from your children for for some nonsense. And it's like that is exactly what they're doing. They're saying like, oh, I'm sorry, the rules require that you die. Your sister gets healthcare. You don't. Fuck you. I don't. It's. I I could be accused in the past and ha- have been right the the liberal thing of like I go I don't understand why we have a government and the concept of basic services if we aren't applying them to everyone like isn't that it isn't like the public public means government that's what public things are right like the public utilities and public fucking service like that's that's the government and so shouldn't the government if it if everyone has to submit to it or pay taxes or not pay taxes but we all agree societally even the people that are in your 5% that have to be unemployed or uncovered or whatever if we all submit to government but some people have to fucking that, that shouldn't the shouldn't nothing be getting done until the basic Let's make sure we're not sentencing people to death with our uh, ideological outcomes. You'd think that would be handled first. And I would say that to like people and they'd be like, oh, well, I'm voting for, for Liz Warren because the thing is, yes, it would be great to not, not fucking kill so many people with whatever particular policy. But right now, you know, you got to think about the whole system. If you shake the system too much and everything explodes, that could hurt way more people. It's always the trolley problem of like this they simply must die and that that is what gets put on me is like oh you're just arguing with your heart you're not being realistic i say like bullshit it it doesn't make you fucking john brown to realize that 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 line of rational thinking is how a lot of people in this city were totally cool with slavery 150 years ago right like well, well yes obviously i don't personally uh, condone it, and I hope we are fi- we'll find a way in the new states to maybe see less of it, so it doesn't spread so much. But uh, economically, it's just one of those facts of life that we have to we have to to put up with. It would be like giving women the vote. It's just the <laughs> natural order, right? Like, this is I, why I've actually I've gotten to a point where I don't even have the debate anymore. Now, when when I get to that, I just go, "How's that all working?" It's not we've been, like we've been doing your plan. Everything's exploding. 
What's your new plan? Idealistic. <laughs> it's not idealistic to say, can we do, do, does the human spirit have enough creativity and imagination and innovation in it to do a version of this that does not kill X percent of our people by design, uh, like a fucking cast of sacrifices that we are dragging to the temple? Uh, I don't think that's idealistic, but here's the thing that made me lose my mind this week. Now, the argument isn't even fucking intellectual or logical because, okay, that's the system. We're now layering on top of it that even the people that do get the, the full-time jobs, they still can't live. If the, if the whole arrangement was we're going to put sustenance and survival tied to employment, that's how you obtain those things, and failure to do so throws you off the cliff into the fucking abyss that is just right beneath any of us at any given fucking time. It, whether you're afraid of it actively or passively, it is the thing undergirding so much of your fucking day-to-day actions. It's the Cthulhu monster that is already in your brain mm-hmm. and that you've made peace with. The parasite has taken over your cognition so slowly and fully that Commander Shepard is the Reaper by the time he approaches the fucking hmm. final ship. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so... Well, that's easy. Just watch how I move the goalposts. Those jobs weren't meant to be lived on full-time. They're meant for high schoolers and people just starting out. So now we have... If you, so now you have to have tiers of jobs. If you can't get a job... Uh, Die. Design death. Now, when you do get a job, intellectually, it no longer makes fucking even sense to do that because you aren't, they aren't coming through with the sustenance and survival uh, part of the deal. You literally can't obtain shelter if you have the job. So you are putting, you are outputting labor to get the same inputs as if you were just in the throw me into the incinerator cast of people in this government. Which, like, yeah, I can see why people don't want to fucking put up with that uh, for for lack of an alternative. I mean, I, I wish oh, I that there was a, a broader narrative in which people uh, understood that this is your boss fucking you over and that it is artificial uh, and invisible, them setting the price point at fucking minimum wage. But you could make that capitalist deal and have it work out where, okay, employment in the same way, like military service equals citizenship, employment equals you get bread in a hut. But if you're not even doing bread in a hut anymore, what is the point of fucking society? Like we, they have essentially killed, like America has somehow defeated the agrarian model. Oh yeah. Like we are, we, it used to be, Sorry, you'd hop up in for a second. I, I just, what, what the whole point of society was we were hunter-gatherers, now we plant some seeds, and now we need to fucking like have people that tend to the food, protect the food, distribute the food, cook the food. You know, you needed to have actual organizing so that you could get the food into your home. If doing work no longer gets the food into your home, what the what the fuck was the whole point of society? We're acting like we're we're now the fucking uh, hunter gatherer proto human. Like we are literally like, uh, all right. Uh, the way you're going to survive is not have a full time job. You're going to have a little app, and it is going to tell you where the herds are most profitable. And you're going to get in your car and do fucking task rabbit and lift rides there 
just chasing the the herd of buffalo like hunter gatherers because the societal compact no longer makes any sense. Yeah, Sorry. I was going to say a lot. Long... That's insane, right? Like, no, no, no it, I agree. We, we've it, essentially we, we've reconfigured to pre-agrarian style societal dynamics. Yeah, along the same lines. Which I, 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 what I think about a lot lately, especially in America, is the idea that like, if this was like an actual social contract and you had to opt in, would anybody opt in? Would anybody, if they were like, "Yo, joint, we have the society going. Here's how it works." And they offered you the deal. Would anybody be like, fuck yeah, sign me up for that shit? Nobody would. Everybody would opt the fuck out. They'd be like, you know what? I think I'll I'll go it alone in the woods. That seems like it might go better for me than this shit. Not even that it's difficult to obtain housing on minimum wage. There's not one zip code. You're like, well, what about Alabama? I could get a trip. No, you fucking couldn't. No, yeah. you couldn't. If you have minimum wage, you cannot get two rooms. And I, I don't understand if you're on the right, like, that has a that more than anything has obliterated the fa- the family. That's fucking done. Oh, but I, I will give the, like this is the one thing not to do the like you don't ever have to give it to the the fucking fascist. But I will give it to the far right on this one. There's a recognition that the system doesn't work, right? They take a fucking crazy turn out of that, but there's a recognition that like this is not working, right? They can't necessarily identify the exact points of failure, but they know. This is not working out at all. That's part of why I find libs to be the most deranged because they're the yeah. only group who thinks it's working. Everybody else is like, this is fucked up. Now, we're going to have a debate about what specifically is fucked up and who's at fault. Backwards but they're like, they're like, we're not even ready to have that conversation. This is running smoothly. Fuck you. Shut up and sit back down. Yeah, what's, like, what's, the furthest, what's the furthest we can push things to the benefit of humankind, but only so much that it doesn't cause my particular personal ride to become uncomfortable. How, how far can Wiley Coyote run into thin air before the rest of you force us to look down? Cause the libs are going for a ways. If you'll let them, this, this plane is going to land to pick up some em- emergency, uh, disaster refugees, uh, really a humanitarian, mission and we're going to pick up as many refugees as we can fit such that it won't disturb the people in first class's flying experience that is the liberalism uh uh ideology yeah. of course but it's just like i i don't have i don't i feel like i'm going crazy because i don't know what the point yes ironically uh of like how do you talk politics and it not just be about the fact that the social contract is void. Yeah, it doesn't work at all. It doesn't like, work for most people. If you're a liberal and you're just you get like... You no health care. You can't afford housing. Uh, also, the weather's insane and trying to kill everybody. Yeah, but... Could no, we the, do anything about any of this? And the answer right now is the, no. The infrastructure bill is, again, all just fucking for the, the emotive affect. Is people... We, we put something in... or you know, Dems put something in there for, for climate change. And people were like, look, that, it's a start. This is the sort of getting, it's like, yeah, it has no effect though. The whole point is, do we want to save the planet such that humans can continue living on it? And I'll be honest, the more and more, I, I, I think that's a toss up. I really uh, am just trying to save it for the other things that we probably shouldn't wipe out. Like the redwoods, it'd be cool if we didn't kill them off. If we uh, died out, that's fine. I'll be honest, there's a lot of like red pandas that have no idea. They're not, they have not really 
fucked up the planet too much. And I don't think they're complicit in what we're doing. So it's yep. going to be a real bummer for them when they're, you know, evaporated in a neutron bomb or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking fried in their fucking trees. But yeah, I just don't know how to have political conversations with people now where it's just like the, some people are unemployed. You've always been okay with that. Fuck them. Right. But now even if people do the right thing, they learn the code, but they fucking get a job that doesn't pay enough. Well, now you can't live here. What is that person supposed to do? Die or crime or fucking compete. I'll compete. Join the military. This is so it's, it's, that's literally barbaric. In, in general, I, I don't all, know how to have conversations with people of, where they don't is, recognize so their barbarism. They, a lot of people are, that? though. A lot of people are getting there. I will say it is it is noticeable now versus even like two years ago how how much grimmer their average person is on the regular about any sort of political or societal discourse. But as I say at this point, America does run like the fucking Warhammer orc. I'm sorry, I don't know Warhammer well enough. But it, it's purely a belief-based thing. It's all just running on the internal propaganda system, keeping people believing that the country has to exist because it's always existed. It has to stay like this. But I mean, the way that we discuss every aspect of the unemployment is fucking twisted. Like, you and I have been through now two massive crashes, right? That's true. And, and each time one happens, they always go, well, you should have savings. And it's like, well, hold on a second. If at any given time in the economy, there's a huge chunk of people just starting out, there's a huge chunk of people switching jobs, there's a huge chunk of people starting businesses, and you want that to have a functioning system, then every time there's a crash, inherently, all of those people do not have savings. That's the fucking position they're in. And you're just saying, fuck them. You should all have been in your 50s when the crash occurred or in your 40s and stable. Otherwise, and like that's how you can tell it's a boomer ideology because they're going... Well, if you had just been me, you'd be fine. And it's like, well, I'm 40 years younger than you. What that about is a great and they go, idea. no? That's a great fucking way of characterizing uh, liberalism as an ideology. But all, I mean, also capitalism as an ideology is just you should have been me. If you didn't want yeah. this to happen to you, I'm a self-directed person. I have free will. I, and you know what? As a human, I also uh, endured trials. I suffered. I went through hard times. Uh, every human does. That's literally background noise. You can take that shit out of the equation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that contributes to your success or makes valid. Also, or, do, or you renders, wanna, do you want to fucking compare to yeah, what re- renders exclusive your, your claim to the success that you uh, fucking are now have? Like that's absolutely deranged. But yeah, it's the idea of I looked at the system and it worked out for me. And since I don't see all of the fucking quantum paths where I looked at the system, did the same thing and it didn't work out or did something slightly different and it didn't work out or try to be a better person and it didn't work out or try to be a worse person and didn't work. Like you're only on the one path you get. There's no fucking, this is a permadeath game. Yeah. It's really structurally tough. I understand for people to do empathy and, yeah. and actually like get through that. That's why I think more than anything, I'm on this like John the Baptist thought, get five people in the ideology, start with the base of trust, all the stuff that you would uh, see in any like union organizing manual that you can get from your favorite union, whatever that may be. Don't fight over it. But like, <laughs> like I, it really, it has to be that because if people can't get over 
the the firewall of the self the fact that cognition and consciousness can only have the one pov if they never get over that hurdle uh and it gets harder the more isolated and alienated people get then it's like they're never going to get to any political outcome that isn't nope. absolutely deranged if they if people had never heard of fucking capitalism but still didn't have like trust, understanding, or connection to their community. That's still a psycho person that, yeah. that you have to watch out for. So, like, yeah. as a necessary and sufficient condition, we need to get on these people uh, and not. You can't browbeat them with logic, like Swift said. You can't logic someone out of something they didn't logic themselves into. No person, no boomer, no liberal, no conservative goes. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to act within an ideology that. Uh, promotes being a total asshole and I'm going to thrive being a total asshole. I'm not going to think about anybody else. No one logically does that. The incentives just slightly nudge them like bumpers on a bowling lane so that the ball gets where it needs to go without fucking up all the engineering. You know, I was going to say all we're describing is like another end state for hyper individualism, like conservatives. The only difference between the two at this point is sympathy, not empathy. Neither have empathy. Liberals don't have empathy either. Right. It's just that liberals have sympathy. So they do feel a little bad when they watch you suffer. They can't imagine themselves suffering. They can't imagine how you got to that position. They just know that that looks bad and they don't like that. And that's about, and you get about as much as you'd expect Say from that homage. reaction. It would be such a shame. It's such a shame that this is the world we live in. I wish they had the opportunity to make choices like I did, which were the right ones. Yeah. That's well, that's why opportunity is such a, a big buzzword. I mean, A, because it's fucking capitalism. It's, it's a game, right? Yeah. Obviously, it's it's bullshit. They're trying to hurt you. Uh, but with the, the way, it, the reason it sells to liberals so well is because it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, it is a meritocracy. So I just need, just give me the quarter to put into the arcade machine. It's a fair game. You can beat the whole game with one quarter because I did. And it's like, no, you can't. The game is designed to eat that quarter as quickly as possible, <laughs> asshole. You just got very lucky from, you know, no fault of your own. But yeah, without. Yeah, I was going to say that the, the one of the other ones that I love is like, so now nobody can live off a minimum wage or it has been for a minute, but they have another. Study. Now there's literally nowhere. It, right. I mean, already, it's like the fact that a, a, a two bedroom that you can start a family and was affordable in like North Alabama is no help to you if you're a person, you know, that works at the CVS in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like so already no, I know. That, functionally. But that's now, one of the ones that's always no driven hope. me crazy. Hope is now extinguished for you. The thing that actually the thing that probably like drove me out of liberalism fastest was the like just their own math doesn't add up when they talk about it. And they're like, no, this will work for everybody. If you just let's say you just code and you go like, do you know how many West Virginia miners there are? Like if you're telling them that they need to code, how many coding jobs are there? And you can actually those numbers exist. You can just go like, oh, that doesn't match at all. And then, like, let's do larger. And it's like literally the number of jobs that do the thing you want them to do doesn't even come close to matching the number of people who need those kinds of jobs. Like, yeah. the math never adds up. And that's with a ton of people in prison. What On do you purpose. do if you get yeah. them out of prison? And then you look at it and you're just, this is, this is the beauty of being a liberal, which, you know, many of us have, is, is that you know your audience won't look further because it'll hurt. It's like in disco, <laughs> in disco Elysium, you get the little like volition pop up, 
um, when like you think about your ex-wife or your girlfriend. <laughs> in that. I've been told, because I play video games to have fun. When I'm in that game and it's just like, don't think about her. I'm like, yeah, got it. <laughs> I, I have no idea what their relationship is, why this guy's so sad. It's always just like, you smell apricots and the faintest hint of nostalgia in the air. Is there a fair somewhere? And I'm just like, I don't know. And then I just get back to walking around, boozing <laughs> up on the street, collecting bottles. Uh, none of my business, man. <laughs> I'm not going there. That's how uh, that's that's how liberals are because you go like, learn to code. Okay, learn to code. Well, if I learned to code, I went to Cornell. I could, yeah, I'd probably, you know, I'd have my dad help me with my resume, and then I'd uh, do an internship, and then maybe I could, maybe I could get in at like Apple. And it's like, yeah, that's the way you project yourself into it because you lack the empathy to see the world from a perspective other than yourself. So you're just implanting yourself into everywhere. And you go, yeah, learn to code sounds good. We don't go is like you said, the very obvious outcome of, okay, so there'd be a, a, a labor, we'd be moving the labor pool from dirty ass coal, right? And that'll somehow prevent bottom up, that'll prevent coal people from engaging in that practice so much. We don't actually need regulations. We'll move the labor pool. Yeah. That'll sort it out. The workers on are its, the problem, not the company. <laughs> on its face, just dumb as shit. But okay, so they all now learn to code. Well, now there's a labor surplus in the industries and uh, geographical locations that represent most directly the donor base of the Democratic Party, which is Silicon Valley, big tech, all these companies that, unlike every other industry, uh, doesn't have quite the same ability to flatten everybody's earning potential. You know, if you could get... You just don't need as many people. Like, yeah, you just don't need that many people in tech as far as, like, bodies to work versus manufacturing. It is a still, very not labor-intensive job. Those, they're still paying those people more than they would, like, the pizza oh. boy. And they would like to get it so that coal miners and high schoolers can all code to an entry level of proficiency such that that can be a pizza boy job. That can be that can become one of those positions that you were never supposed to support a family on. Come on, it's a coding job. Right. So now something that has become a stable, maybe unionized, although terrible for the planet, full time job is through the arc of history tending towards progress, ending up in you being a fucking uh, uh, the cast that cannot get a job or the cast that now that you've learned to code and invested all this, you realize it still doesn't allow you to fucking raise a family or enjoy a quality of life that is anywhere near. Uh, one that matches your labor outputs value. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, okay, so if I do one step down the line, if I go, okay, they all learn to code, what now? It It's on its face ridiculous and predatory. And I'm at the point now with this rent thing that's like, I don't know how I can like, I think you might be a bad person if you recognize that and are still like, yeah, but Pete Buttigieg. And I don't oh, if you recognize person. it, yes. If you allow yourself to actually engage with the idea. Okay, yes. so if you engage with that idea and you're still like, well, fuck you, got mine, but virtuous, then you're like the liberal. Yeah, you're right? a monster. I, I, it's like this idea. Yeah, you're just, a, you're just a different flavor of monster. I, Except like, you hand ring about it. You go like, oh, I know, isn't it? Like at this point, they just are the middle managers who feel awful as they fire you. And it's like, at the end of the day, I'm still fucking fired. Fuck you, man. Like this doesn't, you're, you, you feeling bad about it didn't stop you from pulling the goddamn trigger, did it? No. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's, I, I'm more and more, 
I'm using their own logic be- against them. Haha. Because oh. they're, they're always just like, yeah, the, the Republicans are fucking terrible. It's awful. They're devil people. Like uh, they, they just harm human life. They're destroying our beautiful democracy. Then why do you elect people who want to work with them? And, and I look at, yeah, that, and then, uh, and I, I look at the policies and it's like, Okay, so there's a big pot of money. We're the wealthiest fucking country in the history of the universe. Like, we're doing really fucking well. And the Republican ideology is, yeah, uh, you can't afford to live or have a family, and that's making things worse. And you know what? The erosion of the family and immigrants, it's zero sum. We love to squeeze this giant fucking balloon of money and get some down to you, but it's just like, you know, there's so, so many undesirables competing and trying to climb over you that you really need someone strong to protect your interests. You know, you should you should atomize, find your interest group and what matters to you and just push hard to make sure you get yours over other people. Uh, and that sounds fucking miserable. But then the Democratic version is, OK, so we got all this money. There's this big fucking balloon and we'd like to squeeze some money down to you. But the thing is. You know, not ever, like if you understood economics, you know that like some people just aren't going to have jobs. Other people are going to have jobs that they aren't going to be able to sustain them on because that's supposed to be propelling them to the next one. So the best you can do is, you know, try to outcompete. It's zero sum. You got to try to outcompete the people around you. If your neighbor doesn't know how to code, learn how to code. Go get a, a, a child tax credit and then spend it at the community college. Uh, a grant program and get figure out how to code and then hopefully that you're going to be competing with other people uh, maybe you might have to get a, an additional certification or two but be as attractive to the employer and the business as possible find a way to stand out and develop an identity that allows you to access survival and sustenance and then everybody else like unfortunately fuck them that just feels like Ryu and Ken. That feels like the same exact structure, but one is blue and one is red. Yeah, the, the I mean, it is. behavioral and relation, the transactions occurring are the exact fucking same. The mindset is the exact same. What you're internalizing in, in the way you fucking interface with the world is, is the same. So if liberals are going to say the way that Republicans behave is morally abhorrent. And I've cut off my Republican friends. Tell me if I'm reading you as doing the exact same thing, what I'm supposed to do. Because I don't want to be one of those assholes. That's just like, Oh, if you haven't, if you haven't read Ho Chi Minh, we can't be friends. And I hate when I see people that are just like, Oh, there's, there's a Posadist in my, my, Mutual aid food pantry. It's like, was he eating all the fucking canned peaches? Who gives a <laughs> shit? So I don't know. This week I'm just struggling with the horror around just how active the harm of of liberalism is, and how to I if you under how to tell if people are actually like okay with that. They see it and they're okay, and that's monstrous. Or do they not see it? And how culpable? Should I read that then? And also, how often are people realizing this and not caring? Like, I don't have magical eyes. If I can discover this, I assume most people are capable of discovering this. So, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how mad I should be, I guess. (laughs) Or, like, how to deal with people. Like, as you're coming back to the office, as people are, 
you know, socializing more. It's really upsetting to see. It's sometimes really inspiring to see how people have changed over this time. But to see people become just more fucking zero-sum and feral while still feeling like more than ever uh, I have this appetite for signaling virtue, I, I don't like it. And I don't well, know I mean, how to respond. I think they're feeling the pressure too, right? They they clearly are getting more feral, but like what, they're what feeling, the they're pr- feeling the pressure. Tell me, yeah, what are, what do the fucking liberal think? I was gonna say they're feeling the pressure, and what I mean by pressure is like it's clearly none of it's working. Like n- none of this is fucking working at all. There's no one who thinks it is anymore either. A year trapped inside has has popped that bubble pretty sufficiently. And so the best you get is people thinking, well, let's get back to, and then it's whatever they imagine their head was the time in which it worked. But most people recognize that like, perhaps that was a very long time ago. Perhaps that was never. And I've just always been deluding myself. But it, there, there is some recognition that like, yeah, that we might actually have real issues that like actually need some sort of action, which is a problem since we've built our entire political thought process and party around not doing things around pretending that we do incrementalism but they actually don't but like you built an entire system and a belief system around like it's working fine just small adjustments and like you know you're feeling the pressure because like it's very clear small adjustments aren't going to cut it i mean more and more it feels like the the problems we have require solutions developed in the political sphere like we're on that scale and there's oh, yeah. no fucking connecting to the the levers that even the yeah. bullshit levers that at least like shot out some confetti and made you feel like civic participation. They're not even shooting the confetti anymore. You just feel like a fucking asshole when you donate and do everything you can to turn Georgia blue. And then the Dems like the filibuster more than they like voting rights. It's just like, it, yeah, it's been cool to watch the Dems negotiate away basic voting rights in case you thought their position was i don't know better than that do you know anything uh, about that by the way i i could do i mean i would I know a little like, bit i know like i know what's going on i saw that some Democrats, i know the important bit which is once again it's manchester cinema being allowed to yeah, same shit yeah yeah it, it, it's the same thing that always happens but they're they're given the cover to do it at any point in time they can both be ripped they can say you no longer get fundraising from us. You no longer get to be a chair in any committee whatsoever. You don't get to be on any committees. Fuck you. You're a nobody now, right? You exist in the office and you have a vote and that is all you have. That's the only thing you have from now until the end of your fucking time in office unless you vote on this. They can do that. They don't have to do the filibuster shit. They can just play hardball with their own party. Yeah, but they're like, not do that's, yeah, they're not because that would be against their interests, of course. But it's like, do people realize that or is it yes from what i can tell i mean i i saw two things i saw somebody you know these are just types of guys right but i saw someone (laughs) on an article that was like liz warren now requires uh department of defense high level people to not wait two years before going to raytheon but now they have to wait four years before taking a position at at raytheon we've extended the duration on the Defense Department's revolving door policy. And someone was just like, I mean, literally in 2021, was just like, yes, that's our Liz tightening up the ship and getting getting the, the USS America back on back in the surf. And it's just like, what, 
how at this point i'm convinced that any of these people online are actually staffers genuinely i'm i'm actually fairly convinced now that I've, they've admitted multiple plot times in multiple places that they do pay people on social media to post positive shit i'm i'm actually convinced that the most of the 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 most positive responses the ones that just feel totally off key for what the thing is i'm just convinced that those are actually like brooklyn people who dad work with them. brooklyn dad defiant type shit where, yeah, or somebody who's like, like, whoa, Pelosi's got ice cream, spoons up for Nancy. And you're just like, what are you talking about? This is this, by the way, I actually think I'm coming around to LinkedIn, but because it's your actual name and your position, you becomes very clear what's happening immediately where you see that guy and you go, what kind of psychopath is like super excited about this? And you click on his name and you go like, oh, he works in the same company as like Liz Warren's husband or something. And you're like, okay, so he has invested or like Liz Warren's husband is his boss. And he's like, got it. Cause on LinkedIn, that happens all the time with like non-political and honestly political shit too these days. And it's very quick to go like, oh, that's the guy who posted it is this guy's boss. So of course he's acting like, got it. This is all just theater for you to keep your job or get a promotion. Great. Got it. And like, there is something to that where it's like, it has broken me away from the like, oh, the kind of guy who replies like this is a person who's doing it because a paycheck is attached in some way, shape or form. Or they're a vendor trying to sell them like it's a salesperson, right? It's always one yeah. of those two. It's never just like a random person being like, oh, this is actually, this." you never get that reaction. That's the saddest fucking thing in the world is just working for like an analytics or lobbying firm on K Street. And you're low to mid tier. So you're using your personal Twitter account to like re- reply to to like foreign policy dipshits in the government's personal account. Like, well, they check your Twitter. Oh, that's, well, a, that's a that's a thing now. They check all your social media. They track it. Gin, geopolitics and golfing. The, the uh, sorry, Dan Savage, but the three G's are out on the links today. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. I mean, it is, it is that like LinkedIn is this, this I've been on it more lately because that's where cannabis stuff is the only place it's allowed to exist. Right. I'm sorry. They, I'm still thinking that I just said GGG means gin geopolitics. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't catch the GGG part. That's great. I'm going to create a FetLife account that has nothing on it except for that sentence <laughs> and then just. I'm gonna see what happens. I'm gonna push it out. I'm gonna change the password to a random character string, then control C, control V, lock it and send it on a, a flow into the northern Atlantic and let it just <laughs> haunt sailors on the SS way too horny every time they pass through the New York region section of that line. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do Virginia, like like Northern Virginia, right? That's yeah. that's who that's for. Yes. I want people to track that that little bit of cursed language like they do a sad humpback whale making its way from virginia to florida when the water gets cool even even if they just told you the zip code for people or not even zip code like the group of zip codes they're in i guarantee you it's going to be north virginia dc or new york for all of those or whatever is that like wherever that senator is from there that state house but i can't maybe they really do I can't tell how low people's like bar is now. So one thing I saw but didn't follow up on is it look the product itself is dog shit now. Like yeah. if this if this was wrestling, literally as far as I can tell, the Democratic 
Texas state senators or something all got on a plane and then flew to D.C. so that they'd be out of Texas so that they couldn't have a quorum on some voting rights thing. And, it, and But then the Texas was like, well, we're going to have them arrested. We're going to have the sheriff arrest the, the Texas state Democrats. And so they're like, oh, I guess we'll come back maybe. And then it turns out, because they're all Texans and they didn't wear masks, like a bunch of them got coronavirus Delta variant on the fucking plane or whatever. And it's that like, rolls. I'm watching this and I'm just like, okay. These what? are the people that run the system. Am I supposed to? Is this supposed to inspire me? And you really <laughs> do have to go to like Brooklyn Dad Defiant to figure out what the what the fuck is this even supposed to? Is this the sort of propaganda that's invisible because it's so good, or invisible because it's fucking indecipherable? Like, why are we doing this over voting rights? This is like when there'd be like a three-way Money in the Bank ladder match over who gets to uh, fight. Disco Inferno for the the TV title. It's like this. This shouldn't really. We shouldn't have all of this fuss for something as fucking mediocre as the basic voting rights stuff. It's don't still we, don't we have a president from a party that controls all of Congress? Why are we still doing voting rights stuff in 2021? Why do I have to care about people escaping in, in the cover of darkness so quorum isn't called? I have real problems. Yep. I mean, it's also just like I, I always keep I keep forgetting about it because it's ridiculous. But they they base this entire last cycle on, uh, especially in the primaries, that Biden is good for black people, and and now they can't pass basic voting rights. That's <laughs> incredible. What like, is the your actual... entire party is predicated on? Like, if we don't get minority voters, we don't win. That is the the, the way your party is built right now. Maybe you should do just the one thing. What is what is like the MSNBC line right now? Is it just like, oh boy, we like we love to keep and protect the voting rights, but the filibuster? It's it's hey guys, we'd love to talk about this, but our analyst, who's a Republican from the CIA, a Republican who used to be in the Pentagon, and a former Republican lawmaker, are going to talk to you about Cuba now instead. I'm I'm just more comfortable and familiar with the filibuster than I am. African Americans. <laughs> In fairness, that is true that for is all of the senators. For, yes, for, most, yeah. <laughs> for every senator, that is accurate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's the guy from? What's the guy from Clyburn? Clyburn probably knows. There's probably some black dudes at the Blue Cross Blue Shield barbecue. You know what I mean? Not, not that he's yeah. There's and, there's and a few people interest in, into account. Quite there's frequently. a few people who got a paycheck on the basis of make this seem acceptable. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I just I again when when people want to talk to me about the the histrionics of state senators making a, a nominal stand for voting rights when it's like yeah but, but but like we all yes of course voting rights but you. People are dying right now because they can't fucking find shelter. We're we're okay with that. We all need if we all get together and we if everyone if we had a hundred percent democratic participation here in the imperial core, we'd all get our votes and we would make people. Uh, we, we would solve these problems. No, you wouldn't because you're not even fucking thinking about them now, and you have the vote.
It doesn't yep. inform your vote now. Uh, as things get more precarious and you imbibe more and more the behaviors inherent to the structures, they're fucking inculcated into you by the fucking design of this ideology. Like, it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any easier. Jesus Christ, this is just a fucking depressing week. I know. I, I That's why mostly I've, I've uh, disengaged from the day-to-day. Because it also just makes it really easy to say, like, where are we at? We just had like uh, we had what they are calling an attempted insurrection. Are you doing anything legally about that? Like at a passing laws, doing doing any sort of investigations? The answer is no. Yeah. The answer is no. Uh, have you done anything about healthcare? No. Have you done anything about voting rights? No. Infrastructure? No. Have you? I don't know. Just done executive order shit to like maybe stop putting people in prison camps? No. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. I, I just check in every so often and I go like any any of the like laundry list of things we done anything and the answer is always no and it's like yep that checks out and the, and the excuse is the same excuse that has been trotted out for 30 some odd years now we totally would we know we have control we would but this one guy who's technically one of ours but kind of not you know how it is is stopping us and we could do this other stuff but then we wouldn't be respecting the norms and values of our and it like, could be right, worse yeah. i mean if mansion wasn't in there it could be worse it's the same fucking be? dynamic for the people on the ground that it, it would be worse for you because your organization it um, actually wouldn't be worse no I, I, no it'd be great yeah then you could go back to it would this be is awesome. the most embarrassing yeah. fucking phase of of democratic politics since obama you have control and you don't get anything done i saw Mehdi hassan going like Hey, I don't know about you, but uh, uh, Joe Biden playing politics with the Voting Rights Act stuff and going like, well, do we really need to kill the filibuster? Because we might actually be able to, to come out electorally better off, you know, if we keep the filibuster. And it's just like, OK, so democracy is on the table yeah. when you're doing negotiations because of the electoral outcomes that might benefit your non-governmental, not in the constitution not wished for by the fucking framers political party yeah like, no I, I mean again it, out, it and out saying that it would genuinely be better if mansion was republican like i don't even think that's a debate it would genuinely be better for a whole host of reasons not the least of which is then you would have a person who doesn't agree with you ideologically aligning with the proper party which well, seems like a fair place to start <laughs> i don't know this stuff it, it's I've really enjoyed not being in the minutia because it helps me like just go like, yeah, it's uh, that all is just theater at this point. We're really just waiting for everybody to hit a breaking point. Right. Uh, some of the far right people have for reasons I don't, I'll be honest, entirely understand because they seem very concerned with stuff that isn't relevant. But the, at least somebody's hitting a breaking point. But that, that's all they're doing is they all know they're good. It's just continuing to try to hold on and fend off any people from trying to change the system that allowed me to finally get the power I have hungered for my entire life. And, you know, that's the basis of the political system right now. And thankfully, the media has done a swell job uh, propping all of that up. Oh, wonderful actual example of this from this week. They were going to do an entire segment on how a lot of the forest fires and flash floods and all these issues we're seeing right now daily yeah. in American weather are directly related to climate change. And it's a fucking disaster. And we need to do something right this minute. They had a whole thing going with an actual expert and it well, got bumped. Underwater it, got, it, got, it got bumped. So Richard Branson could do a spacewalk. That's what it got bumped for. So we could watch a rich guy go to space. 
And I was just like, yeah, this is this is exactly why. Because you are doing the propaganda for them, for everybody at every level. You're doing the propaganda to make sure the system stays as it is, which is why a lot of people hate the media, which I think is fair. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it, they're trying to get people to the breaking point. At this point, we're just waiting in the cut for the breaking point to come. Because that's that's where we're at. They're just going to push all the way until you get there. So, you know, is it this year? Is it next year? Is it a few years from now? I don't know. But that's what we're waiting on. Because well, that's what they did with Black Lives Matter as well. That was that was that was an obvious example of like if you had an actual political establishment that responded to the needs and desires of the people and their constituents, even just in specific states in which they reflect their constituency, right? Even just in some places, you would get a response in which things would actually change. And instead, regardless of who was in power and what constituency it was, you got fucking nothing. And it was like, okay, well, that is the game that we're playing then. Very clearly, that's the game we're playing from here on out. It is, is interesting. You know, people act like no progress has been made. First of all, things build on where the last one left off. Oh, yeah. But as a leftist, whatever your particular tendency or, or like historical current you, you most identify with, you have seen an electoral and a non-electoral stochastic uh, push against the establishment, right? You've seen Bernie Sanders, social Democrat, uh, be, you know, while capitalists aren't your allies, there's plenty written about the sort of energizing work, especially in a media-soaked fucking environment. There's some good to have an electoral guy that pulls things left a little bit, right? So everyone got behind him. And you got to see, to quote Disco Elysium again, uh, the moment when capital has to like take off its smiling mask to do the act of destruction. Yeah. You, got, you got to actually see them have to fire the cannons and obliterate a senator. <laughs> now, if you're uh, like, yeah, well, that's because electoralism is bullshit. I'm an insurrectionary anarchist. I stick gum into ATMs. Well, you uh, if you're a Minnesota anarchist, like you literally burned down a police precinct. Like we saw that that happened all over the country simultaneously. It was on every channel. New York had to go into fucking uh, curfews. We had like martial law and goddamn yeah. DoorDash drivers getting clotheslined. Like it was wild here. And um, the Black Lives Matter mural is now almost entirely faded in front of City Hall where the NYPD just got even more money. And that's been repeated all over the fucking place. Uh, so one bit of value we got is we got some good intel. You know, yeah. a frame of reference is important. Having a basis for comparisons important. Uh, competition, uh, the idea that competition drives people to be better. Like if you have two fencers, right? That, that very much is true, but it's essential to that uh, concept that they be able to see each other, right? You have to be able to practice against someone where you can improve along pathways that allow you to overcome the challenge in front of you. And I think a lot of people had guesses or ideas about how capable uh, the, the left was of overcoming international sovereign capital uh, on the level of USA stage electoralism or USA stage people wilding out in the streets. Uh, and, and clearly 
Goku doesn't have the sufficient power levels. So I don't know. I'm fucking uh, a little frustrated this week, but I think yeah. if we just keep building the numbers, building trust again, I, I'm, I'm back playing final fantasy a little bit. Cause I got nothing but time. One thing I love about that. Try game, Genshin. Well, so I know support, I've support glorious China. I'm so, well, I'm supporting the good politics of, of final fantasy because as you know, the characters, as the game goes on, uh, one thing Alphanode says, one of the characters, is you're like these super god-killing people, but when you enter towns, you still end up like taking out the trash and helping them with the the varmint infestation, and you know, and the people ask you like, why, why are you helping us? And in the game, the politics of the party you play at, they say, well. We're never going to get anything done if you don't trust us. And you're never going to trust us if you don't believe we're sincere. And the easiest way to get you to believe we're sincere in our beliefs is to do labor, the same labor that you would have had to do, but for us showing up to, to help out. So if it's okay with you, we're going to help out until you trust us. And we're going to go do some labor. And this God killer over here, they're going to go pick up some rocks and build some trust until that God is able to be killed. And uh, I, I think that's really dope politics. And uh, you know what? We, we got fucking sewer socialism, basically. We got, like, some, we got some good intel. Test. We know that we don't got it yet. Uh, we, we've seen sort of the challenges on two particular paths. Let's, you know, don't be too weird. Build some relationships. Get people to uh, feel like they can discover this stuff on their own. And maybe, you know, maybe there'll be fewer extremely annoying uh, cast uh, uh, virtuous but obfuscated low key cast system uh, uh, promoters. This is why it's fun to pay attention to cars sometimes. It's just have a dumb toy to be like, hey, you're you're just a toy. You're just a dumb piece of machinery that I can enjoy in isolation. So long as I don't think too hard about the larger ramifications of the thing, just as a break. Um, look i'm all about again i'm actively searching for new fucking hobbies if anybody the other literally the other day i opened the internet browser and the first story that popped up is the minnesota george floyd uh mural was hit by lightning and exploded and i just went nope (laughs) and i just hit x and i closed it If I'm being honest, big L, big L for George. And, and if, if you're a liberal and jet, there's no way to spin that. Lightning fucking blew up his face right off the wall. That rhetorically, you just take the L. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. But yeah, so having something to go to when that's what fills my browser first thing in the morning would be good. So if anyone's got some ideas, uh, uh, please let me know. That's it. Thanks for listening, y'all. Yep. Come, come back next week where we... Uh, oh, we're talking to Mark's Madness uh, about Cuba. I'm talking to Mark's Madness. Brett has off that day. We're going to talk what the fuck is a color revolution, that sort of stuff. And uh, I'll do my new favorite character. Um, all the guys from Goodfellas, but they have eating disorders. I don't know. You probably do it in your head. You have a week. Figure it out. But if you don't, uh, next Sunday, Mark's Madness. Uh, and, and me.